about the life of your soul. And uh, Greg started it last week, a phenomenal job, of course. And I'm looking forward to what the Lord's put on my heart to share with you guys uh, today. And so I, I really just wanna jump in. As I said, we're gonna be looking at the story and telling the story and reading some scriptures about David and uh, what happened at Ziklag. And so we're gonna pick it up in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 30. Says, this is what it says. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag. On the third day, the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They didn't kill anyone, but carried them away and they went their way. I wanna pause for a minute. So that's just like, hey, this is what's going on. And then verse three, so David and his men came to the city and there it was, burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam, Abigail, they'd been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and daughters, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. I'm gonna stop there for a minute. I mean, I can only, I'm animated in the way that I think, so I can only imagine what it was like. So David and his men were out, supposed to be getting ready to fight, and the people they were fighting with said, nah, we don't wanna take you with us. So scripture says early the next morning they got up. It was a three-day journey. So for three days, they're making their way back to Ziklag, and when they get there, they find it in a horrible condition, burned to the ground, no, no one around, and no idea of where they went. And so their response is to weep. And I can only imagine if, if they saw some smoke in the distance and, and they got that gut feeling and said, oh my gosh, that's kind of where I think Ziklag is. Or maybe they didn't see any smoke at all and as, as they were coming closer, they didn't hear kids running up to see hey, the soldiers are back, there's dad, big hug, all of that stuff. And in my vision, they crest over the hill and instead of seeing all their families and oh, we're gonna have a good meal tonight and this is gonna be exciting and I get to hug the wife and the kids are running up to welcome me back, there's nobody, it's quiet and they can see a rubble pile in front of them that that used to be Ziklag. Man, what, what what a sight that must have been for David and his men. They're thinking, we just traveled three days. I wanna rest. I'm gonna get a good night's sleep. All of these things are going, and then they walk in to absolutely not what they expected. Devastating, and they weep. You know, I can be honest. I think maybe COVID and the pandemic in 2020 for us might've been like that. Maybe we had hopes to see so many things and to go on vacations and to get with family members and to do all kinds of things. And, then we crested over the top and it wasn't what was in front of us. It was difficult. Maybe we had job opportunities before, so we're gonna branch out in this or that, but what you were faced with wasn't what you were expecting. And so what I really wanna do is I wanna look at how David conducts himself in this time because I think where we're at right now as a church at large, there's a great opportunity that stands before us. And I really believe we can learn a lot from what David did in this moment. It says in verse six that David was greatly distressed 
For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, their sons and daughters. And then it says this statement, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Something happened in David. He had lost too. He, his family, all of his stuff, all of his things. And the men that he had backed, remember at the beginning, these, these were the, the ones in debt. These were the, the broken. These are the, the, the D's, as we say. These are the guys that weren't the first choice on the sports team, right? And David said, I'll take you. And he mustered these men together that become mighty men. These are the same guys that everyone else said, yeah, move along. And David took them in. And now he's at this place where they're picking up rocks and they're thinking, we gotta stone this guy. Because sometimes when we get grieved, sometimes when things are so frustrating, when we come over a hill and we see things that aren't there, we, we quickly move like David's men to blame something or someone. This has gotta be somebody's fault. I know it is. It's this political view. Oh, it's this place, it's this person, it's that person. They're so grieved and troubled that they don't know what to do. So somebody says, let's kill the guy. And other people are like, yeah, let's go find some big rocks, you know? And I imagine all the guys wiping their nose and they're dirty and they're picking up rocks and they're tired and they're thinking, let's go take David out. And in the midst of all of this, David does something amazing. He doesn't complain. He doesn't run out to them and go, you, you crazy guy, you know, you, you, don't you remember where you were when I took you? Don't you remember you, no one else wanted you? You guys, you know, give me my horse, you know, runs off. He doesn't do that. He doesn't treat them like maybe they deserve. He doesn't put blame on other people. He doesn't, in the midst of this horrific thing he's facing, he goes to the one thing he knows that can change everything that stands before him. And he says, I'm gonna strengthen myself in the Lord. Sometimes we can turn to the wrong thing to be strengthened in. Sometimes we can put our hope and strength in something else. But if you look at the life of David and the things that he faced and the way that he walked, he knew where he had to go was to be in the Lord. And he had to strengthen himself. The crazy thing about this is we have on record in 2 Chronicles 16, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Lord, the Lord's already looking to strengthen people that are in that place. So if you ever feel like you're in that place and you go, man, I gotta strengthen myself. The Lord's looking for you before you started thinking that. David says, I'm gonna strengthen myself in the Lord. Where do you go to be strengthened? How do you get strengthened in those difficult moments where you feel like the gas is out? Oh my gosh, now this, oh, another thing, you know? Where do we find strength and where do we strengthen ourselves? Because when we strengthen ourselves in the Lord, there's two amazing things that happen. There's clarity and there's confidence. There's clarity that lets you see beyond what you're facing. If, he, if David doesn't strengthen himself in the Lord, maybe he peeks out of his tent and he sees, oh gosh, that's a big rock that one guy's got. Everyone's holding rocks. Every, you start looking at the circumstance. You start looking at the devastation. You start looking at, and the enemy's right there with you going, yeah, you can't go on from here. Just face it, you're gonna get stoned right here in front of everyone. They're gonna pelt you. So it brings clarity. And the other things it brings is it brings confidence. 
I've never had a dark day like David. This is a bad day for David, right? I've never had a day like that. Never. But in the times when I've had difficult moments, where I've been in that place where I felt like, oh my gosh, can it get any worse? What am I going to do with all of this? Man, when I strengthen myself in the Lord, clarity comes. All of a sudden I can see, and then confidence comes. And why is confidence so important? Because Hebrews 10 says this, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by what I think, by what I do, by what I said, no, by what? The blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, then let us draw near to God with sincere heart, full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. You have confidence to be strengthened in the Lord. You gain clarity and confidence, but we get to go in. Why? Because of what we did? No, because Jesus made a way. That means everybody can enter. So draw near. Don't get pulled by the other ways that people may say you can strengthen yourself this way or do this because I'm telling you, only strengthening yourself in the Lord is gonna bring the clarity and the confidence that you need to go where he wants you to go. I would say that you can't, I would say that we can't move from a place of difficulty without strengthening ourselves in the Lord. We just circle. We just wander. We just rethink. There's gotta be something I'm missing. But in the midst of this crazy moment, David strengthens himself in the Lord. Now I wanna, I wanna explain something. Strengthening ourselves in the Lord, there's different pathways to do it. And everyone has different ways, and that's what's cool. It's not, I can't give you a do this, do this, do this. I can give you strengthen yourself in the Lord. What does that look like? It could be worship. It could be you love to worship, and you know what? You just go put on some music, and you get in front of that, and it helps quiet all the voices and everything else, and you just sit there and worship the Lord. That's a way to strengthen. It could be that you look back over the last time you were in a difficult situation, and you remember how the Lord brought you to where you are now, and you see the trophy that's got God's name on it that brought you to this place. You see the mountain split in half. You see the giant still laying there. Maybe that's how you strengthen yourself. Maybe it's praying. Maybe it's crying out to the Lord. Maybe it's all of those. But we have to strengthen ourselves. And we have to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. So let's, let's continue. So number one is we need to strengthen ourselves. First Samuel, verse seven now. Then David said to Abathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, bring me the ephod here. Abathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for you will surely overtake them and without fail recover all. That's, I gotta be honest with you. Those are crazy questions. Because I would have already been on my horse with the sword drawn going, ah, you know. What hero doesn't want to go rescue his family and his wife and his kids, right? That's amazing. David doesn't skip strengthening self in the Lord to just say, hey guys, this is a, let's just go kill him. 
And then they drop the rocks and then go, yeah, that's a good idea, let's go get them. But David didn't do anything without the Lord saying, this is where you go. And he needed that clarity and confidence so that when he inquired of the Lord, he knew exactly what he was facing, he would be able to overcome. So number two is inquire of the Lord. See, the interesting questions he asked though is he says this, shall I pursue the truth? What if the Lord said no? Kind of awkward in front of all those guys holding rocks. Five years later, oh, hey, Abigail, how you doing? It's good to see you. Be a little awkward, wouldn't it? He says, <clears throat> excuse me, shall I pursue this troop? And you know, the funny thing about, I did some research on the ephod and what is it and, and how is it a tool to inquire and it was a, a garment that they put over them. But honestly, everyone was like, you know, we're not sure. Some people believe that the jewels on it would glow and then it would, by doing so, it would tell you if it's a yes or no from the Lord. Other people said it was like casting lots. <clears throat> they would ask and then it would, it would tell you yes or no. But all I know is that they used this to inquire of the Lord. And when David inquired of the Lord, he got back, yes, go. But the questions, I mean, to me, I go, this other question, he says, shall I go get our stuff? Shall we go get our wife? That seems like a no brainer. But it's, that's why for him, I've got to hear this from the Lord. I think David wanted to, I think David would have, but he knew in strengthening himself in the Lord, he'd get that clarity and confidence. And guys, when you have confidence, when you have the confidence of what the Lord's saying, and you can, you can push through any, any resistance. When you, when you know that you know that the Lord said something, man, if opposition comes, you go, get out of my way. Because you have that confidence and that clarity from him. I remember when, when we were getting ready uh, to move here to Atlanta from the church that we were leading. And as we asked people to pray for us and Michelle and I were praying and we were looking for that clarity and confidence, it came. And when it came, I, I was talking, I was actually talking to Greg, I covered the phone and I said, babe, we're moving to Atlanta. And she didn't go, what? She, she just smiled and I, I knew. I, I, it was just, we had been asking the Lord and then the answer came and I knew. Lord said, you're moving to Atlanta. So when we came and we met with the elders and, and Greg and Michelle and stuff, I, I was like, look, if there's not a job for me here, and I don't mean to sound bad, that's not my intent. That's cool, I'm just coming here and I'll find another job somewhere. I just feel like Lord said, hey, you need to be right here and you need to get there now. Confidence. So if we'd have come here and it would have been really difficult and all this stuff, I'd still be going, but you said go. David needed that confidence and we do too. So not only did he strengthen himself, but then he inquired of the Lord. He asked the questions that I think that just lived in his heart. I wanna go. And whether he asked them in front of the men or whether it was just him and the priest, he got the answer he needed. Sorry. He got the answer he needed and then it was on. Verse, verse uh, nine, so David went, he took 600 men who were with him and they came to the, uh, the brook of Bezor. There, those stayed who were left behind. There was 200 that stayed there. But David pursued, he had 400 men left, 200 were too tired to stay so, and were so weary that they could not cross the ravine. Listen to this. 
This is interesting. So he go, he's got 600 guys. And so 200 stay. What does that leave left? 400. Remember that number for me, okay? Just log it in the back of your head. Remember 400. There's 200 guys that are too exhausted to go get their spouses and their kids. It's not like they were like, I think I'm just gonna chill here, guys. You know? And they're sitting there, and as David goes with the other one, they go, you think our wives are gonna kill you? I go, yeah, I think they're gonna be really mad we didn't go after them. No, they were literally exhausted. They had traveled for three days, and then they came into this crazy moment, and they wept until they had no more left to weep. That's tiring, right? That's exhausting. And they get to that place exhausted, and they just go, guys, look, I, we can't go anymore. We're gonna stay here. And David sees it an opportunity, and he goes, okay, that's cool. Leave, leave this stuff with them, and we'll continue on. So as David continues on, actually, let me give you number three. If you're taking notes, number three, respond to the Lord. Because what David does is he strengthens himself in the Lord, then he inquires to the Lord, and the Lord says, yeah, go after it. As a matter of fact, you'll not only overcome them, but all the stuff that you had and all of your, possess your possessions, you get it all back too. I wish someone would have recorded the speech that David gave to those men. I'm serious, man. Because uh, what was it? Did he get blue paint, slash it across his face and say, <laughs> men of Israel. <laughs> I mean, what was that like? But somehow he took them from stones in their hand to thunk, thunk, thunk. Let's go get everything we said. You wanna know what I think it was? It's the confidence that David had in what the Lord said. And when we walk in that confidence, spreads to everyone who's involved. So whatever he said, it was probably one of those amazing speeches that we hear in movies. It's probably better than all of those. And the men said, we're with you. And then off they went. So here's some amazing things. They go, the guys, a couple of the guys are too tired, right? And so they stay back and then he continues on. And there's a moment that happens that to me is just the kindness of the Lord. I'm sure they're following the Lord's leading and the massive exodus footprints of all these people, right? <clears throat> and they come to a place where there's a man who's almost dying. So they feed him and give him something to drink and they say, who are you? And, and the guy goes, oh, I was with the people that raided all the areas and burned Ziklag. And I'm sure all their eyes were like. So then David says, would you lead us there? And he's like, uh, if you promise not to kill me, or hand me over to the guy that left me. And they said, no, we'll, we'll, you'll be fine. And it goes on to say that as they came down and the guy leaded them, they came into the valley. <clears throat> They're spread across the entire valley. Across the entire valley was the men, <clears throat> excuse me, there across the entire valley was the armies that just came through and not only went through Ziklag, but all the other place. And they were singing and they were dancing and they were partying because of everything that just happened. And David sees them. Verse 17, then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Twilight 
till evening of the last day. They still had to fight for what was rightfully theirs. It wasn't just laid down. They didn't all take off running. They still had to fight. And the 200 that stayed back too exhausted, where do you think the 400 were? Tired, right? So they see them down there. They go down, verse 17. This is awesome. I love this passage. It says, not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. What was the number I told you to keep track of that David had in his group? 400. How many people have to be a part of this raiding party that you would go, oh, it was only 400 left and they ran off on their camels? That had to be a massive amount of people. Step back for a minute. If David didn't inquire of the Lord, if David didn't strengthen himself in the Lord, where would his confidence be when he stood out there and he got done counting his 400 men against 20,000? What number would it have to be for us to go, yeah, 400's nothing. But that was the exact size of David's army. If he didn't have the confidence from him strengthening himself in the Lord, they might've turned back. He might have had another speech. We might die today, but let's give it our all. You know, that kind of thing. But because of the confidence that he got from the Lord and he shared with everyone, man, I see them at the edge going, that's all they got? <laughs> I thought they'd be bigger. This is gonna be amazing. People are gonna talk about this forever. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had covered away, carried away. David rescued his wives. Nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, son or daughter, spoil or anything, which they had taken from them. David recovered it all. David took the flocks and the herds, drove it before them, or those other livestock, and said, this is David's spoil. Just like the Lord said, is just what they got to experience. So reading on verse 21. Now David came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David, whom they also had made to stay at the, the brook Bezor. So they went out to meet David and, and meet the people who were with him. And when David came near the people, he greeted them. Listen to verse 22. Then all the wicked and worthless men, another translation says uh, troublemakers, who went with David answered, because they didn't go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that, they could that, they, that we've recovered. But they can have their wife. Oh, and they, they can have their children too. They just come back from this mighty victory. They just come back from seeing the Lord move on their behalf. And it's amazing to me that in the midst of this, the enemy is still at work trying to get someone to put blame on somebody. And within his own group of people, they're ready to put blame. They gotta blame somebody for all of this. Oh, let's blame the guys that didn't go as far as we did. Let's, let's put it on them. Hey, you don't get anything. And probably someone said, nah, let them have their wives. Okay, they can have their wives. Oh, and their kids too. And what's crazy to me is what ends up happening right there 
is what I wanted to tie in when I was talking earlier with the offering. Number four, be generous in the Lord. Because what David does is so quick and so fast. Why? Because he has clarity. He strengthened himself in the Lord. His soul is good. They were all grieving and upset, and now they're coming from victory. They, they got to have that moment that they lost coming into Ziklag. They got to have it in the valley when they defeated. Now they're all coming back. They come to this moment. Someone's trying to mess it up again. Put blame on this. Put blame on this. Do this. And David quickly says, verse 23, my brethren, you shall not do so with what the Lord has given us. He doesn't say what I captured. He doesn't say what we, it says what the Lord has given us. It's amazing to me because it's his wife. It's his kids. It's just, he sees it all as this is what the Lord given us. And we're not going to do that with what the Lord has given us. Who has preserved us and delivered into our hand the troop that came against us. For you will heed, for you will heed you in this matter, but this, but as his part is who goes down to the battlefield, so shall the part be who stays with the su supply there alike. Verse 25, so it was with, so it was from that day forward, he made it a statue and an ordinance to Israel to this day. See, David goes, no, 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 this is so important that not only today are we gonna give it, but I'm making a decree that this is the way it always is. Whoever goes and whoever stays, equal parts. Why? Because it was the Lord's. It was his. So David begins, scary, difficult, I'm gonna strengthen myself in the Lord. Then he inquires of the Lord. Then he responds to the Lord, and he's not stopping now, now he's gonna be generous in the Lord. And it just doesn't stop with this, like I said earlier. He, he goes on to say, then when David came back to Ziklag, he sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah, to his friends saying, hey, here's a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. Let me give you some of what the Lord, so he gave it to those in Bethel and Ramoth in the south and to Jatir and to that place that I can't pronounce, Error, and then those who were in Simeth and Esso, yeah. <laughs> and then Rachel and Jehemahites and Kenites and, I mean, he was generous. He didn't just send it to one place, he's like, no. All my friends, everyone gets a piece. We're gonna be a generous people. We're gonna be a generous people. Can you give me that last slide? Thank you. Philippians 4.13, which we all know, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We have full access to the Lord because of what Jesus did on the cross. We have the ability to experience in even greater ways than David did, his kindness, his backing, his provision, him helping us through, walking with us, giving us directions. And we got to witness today David's life where he says, I'm gonna strengthen myself in the Lord in the midst of everything going on. And then I'm gonna inquire of the Lord because I need that clarity and I gotta have that confidence. And then I'm gonna respond. And what he says to do, that's what I'm gonna do. Where he says to go, that's where I'm gonna go. The signs he gives me along the way, like the Egyptian, that's what I'm gonna follow. 
And then when it's all done, he just wants to cap it off. And he caps it off with generosity. It's amazing to me. So I wanna close with this. For me, as we came into 2020, no one expected what we did, what we went through, but we went through it. And wherever you're at, some element of difficulty or whatever, or if you find yourself in a different type of difficulty or wherever, the principles that we saw David stand true to us today. We can stand in front of that and strengthen ourselves in the Lord because he's faithful. You can inquire, you can ask him. You can ask him difficult questions. And then let's respond to him. And then when everything comes through like he said, man, let's cap it with generosity like David did. Just let that explode out in that way. I feel like for us as a church and where the Lord is taking us, I feel like he's offering us an opportunity to explode out of the season we're coming out of. There was what was, but now there's what is. And if, if it's been difficult, if, if there's stuff that's been hard, I, I get it, please don't, I'm not trying to belittle anything, but I just know how big my God is. And I believe if you'll strengthen yourself in him and you'll inquire, you'll, you'll see victory. I think we'll come through this like bigger and better than we did before. That's what happened with David. He came into the difficulty and he left with more stuff when it was all said and done. Because they didn't just attack Ziklag, they attacked the whole area. And David reclaimed that and then gave it back to everyone. I feel like that's what the Lord wants to do. We're moving into a new season. Remember when I said, we, we can't come out of the difficult until we strengthen ourselves in the Lord. So let's do that. Let's strengthen ourselves in the Lord. So what I'm gonna do right now, I'm just gonna give us just a couple minutes, just quiet, for you to wait on the Lord. I just want you to ask him. Maybe you ask him, Lord, how do, how do I strengthen myself in you? And let him give you direction. Maybe what you do is there's, there's this thing right in front of you. You're like, okay, Lord, this, I'm at Ziklag. Everything's burned. This is crazy. Then strengthen yourself in the Lord. Tell him how you need him. Let him come to you, strengthen you, pour his love over you. But let's just take a few moments to go before the Lord and listen to what he might say to us. Can we do that right now?
Lord, I thank you for your kindness, for your desire to strengthen us, to encourage us, to inspire us. And Father, I pray for those this morning that may be standing at Ziklag. It's not a pretty sight, it's burned. And I ask God that in this moment, you would strengthen them. That Lord, as they reach out to you, you would be the power, you would be everything that they need. You'd bring that clarity and that confidence. And Father, for those who are on the journey to go reclaim things that have been taken, Lord, in your kindness, would you set a sign in front of them to let them know they're on the right track? Because that's just how kind you are. Lord, for those that are in the midst of the battle, would you give them strength to complete what you set out for them to complete? And God, for those who are coming back in victory, Lord, I pray they just cap it with generosity and share with everyone around them, not only the testimony, but blessing as well. Truly, you are what we need, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I wanna have one more prayer request because this, this morning when I was just praying for our time, I really felt like for some of you in this room, you may be in a situation where maybe you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you're thinking through this message and what David experienced and you're thinking, oh my gosh, it would be awesome to have somebody that I could be strengthened by. It would be awesome to meet the man, Jesus, who made a way so I can enter into God's presence with confidence. He made a way for me to draw near. And I feel like there may be a couple who are sitting here today, a couple of people that are just saying, you know what, it's my day. And I wanna meet this Jesus. And I want him to change my life and set me on a course like he did with David. So I'm just gonna ask us to bow our heads and close our eyes. And I'm just gonna pray. And if you're here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus and you want him, you say, you know what, today's the day. I want this strengthening. I want this purpose and direction. I want my sins to be forgiven. I wanna be made new. Then I'm just gonna encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Jesus, thank you for showing me who you are today. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for revealing yourself to me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And would you forgive me for all my sins? Lord, I want you to come into my life. Be the one who strengthens me. Be the one I can ask and inquire of and hear your responses. I give you my life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I, this is just me, so I'm just, I just feel, you know, the Bible talks about how when one person comes to know Jesus, that heaven rejoices. It literally is an explosion of celebration. And I'm wondering if you prayed that prayer, if you would be so bold this morning 
to just, I'm not gonna ask you to come up, I'm not gonna put a mic in you or anything. Would you give us the opportunity to celebrate with heaven? Would, could you just lift your hand and say, yeah, I, I prayed that prayer. Would you be so bold this morning? Anybody? If you did pray that prayer, I would love to give you a gift and meet you in the front lobby. We have, it's a Bible, it's just some steps to start your journey on. I'd love to give that to you. The Lord bless you guys. Let's be strengthened in the Lord and uh, have a wonderful day.